especially, you know, being being humans tough, whether you're working yes. for a corporation, a, a desk job with your silly little cubicle, whether you're starting your own small business from the, the ground up, which no one tells you how hard that is. No one prepares you for, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just struggle and then I'll get famous overnight. You know, I'll get TikTok famous. My product will go viral and I'll be OK. And it's like, yeah, mm, yes, possibly. And then you're back to square one. You know, the, the virality dies and and you're you're back to a business that is as all consuming as, you know, like it, I think of my business as almost like my child, yep. you know, and it, it requires just as much energy and care and devotion as any other living creature. And, you know, there's like always that, that, that question of how much separation you need from your own small business, you know, because if it's, if it's your lifeblood, if it's everything you do, if it's who you are, then if your business fails, then, you know, that part of you goes with it. Yeah. But if you're so separated from it, you know, there's, there's, um, I actually prefer that. I'm not going to even say that there's a downside to being separated from your business because it is crucial to like, you know, think of it as like a little paper boat. And if the boat flows down the river and you can't catch up to it, then like you make another paper boat, Exactly. you know? Well, Sean, this is a big question. Mm. So I won't ask it. I won't ask capital P. What's your lowercase P purpose here? Mm. What's something that you come back to time and time and time again? What do I come back to? I like to teach. I like to enlighten. I like to share with people information that hopefully gives them a chance for clarity, a chance to see the world without the glasses that we wear all the time. And, you know, and if they can find joy in that, it's all that better. You know, we, I had a, I had a professor in university when we were studying at acupuncture school and uh, we were talking to him about, should we, should we get people to stop drinking? Should we get everyone to eat healthy? And my professor looked at us, he's like, why you want to make everyone stop drinking? He says, people have tough lives and maybe you should have some compassion for where they're at. And you know, some people, a glass every now and then is okay. He's like, you know, granted, if they're drinking eight beers a day, they might want to slow down to have a longer life. But at the same time, you have to approach people without judgment. You have to approach people with compassion. You have to approach people and really seek to understand where they're at. And sometimes for that person, you know, the information might be, hey, maybe you should drink more water. Sometimes that information might be, go for a walk. Sometimes it might be just, it's going to be okay. You know, you have to pay attention to people. And I, and I think that my, my P, purpose, is to help people to share information. But also, the flip side of that is to listen. Mm. And I, 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 love I have that. to work at that. I have to work at that. <laughs> but I think it's important. Well, I don't know how long you've had your podcast going, but what an incredible opportunity for you to practice both of those right? things, you know? And that's where I, I'm just trying to, I, I go through Instagram every day and I look for profiles and people are like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I don't know. Just people who are interesting. Because to me, 
I think that interesting and inspirational stories come in all shapes and forms. And, and if we are willing to listen, there's magic in people's stories that can, that can kind of appear. So let's talk magic. Let's talk magic. If you, if you could go back in time and give advice to your younger self, what advice would you give yourself? Hmm. Which era of myself, Ooh. the era of being a practicing small business owner or a child or, you know, mm-hmm. a, a anytime, adolescent anytime, period? anytime, a time period where you feel like you might've needed that it needed some advice. I think, ooh, let me take a moment and actually think about this. I think, um, I will say there's two versions of myself because again, going back to cycles, you meet, you re-meet versions of yourself yes. throughout your life. Um, so I took a gap year after high school. I was uh, abominably depressed, like bottom of the barrel, lowest point of my life. Um, but it was also an incredible opportunity for growth. You know, the way that seeds can right, germinate right. forest fires and they require forest fires to germinate. That's what it felt like. And I met her again after college. You know, there's this huge break where all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not writing anymore what happened, what I tied so much myself into this. Um, and what both of them had in common was first of all, this expansive, nothing, this, this expansive, you know, a future so hopeful that it was terrifying. Um, but at the same time with that expanse became, you know, cause I, I do thrive in structure. I, I thrive in with rules and, and routine and rituals. Um, so to, to not have that outside of, you know, higher education was really difficult for me. And I wanted to be everything, but I knew I had to focus on only one thing to get a job. You know, I had to focus on only one thing to be successful. Um, Cause that's what people tell you, you know, find your niche, niche down, like find your bubble, ideal client, like all this, like narrowing down. So I think what I would say is like, you can be all of it. Right. You can have all of it. I, I it think, you can be both. Of it I once. think the niche is bullshit. I, I'm sorry, but like, and uh, I, I think that honestly, like, I remember when I was, when I was younger, I was sitting there and I was talking to a guidance counselor and he's like, you really need to focus in on one thing and really make it work. And I was just like, and I did that and it didn't make my life more fulfilled. And now as I've gotten older, I'm going to go, you know, like my daughter, she's learning piano and I'm enjoying learning piano with her. Because it wasn't something that I explored because it didn't fit the picture of what I wanted to create in my life, you know, earlier on. And so it didn't, I didn't stick with it. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be a professional pianist, but that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy it. It doesn't mean that I can't go back at it and learn it and, and become better by having more in my life, you know? And, and, and I think that there was this quote, um, a jack of all trades, a master of none. But the the longer quote of that actually is a positive. I can't remember how it goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. But better than a master of one. But better than a master of one. Thank you. I love that quote. Yeah, and so and so so much more powerful. And people only say part of the quote to reinforce this idea that people need to really focus in, and you don't you don't don't learn about everything. But you know. There was a question someone once asked me, do I want to live forever? And I answered emphatically, yes. And they said, why? 
And I say, I will say every single time, not because I'm scared of death, but because I want to know. I'm like, well, what? What do you want to know? Everything. All of, all it. of it. All of it. I want to know. What is all of this about? I love that scene in the first Men in Black where suddenly the universe is picked up and the universe is actually inside one of these marbles that's being played by this giant alien. And I'm like, there we go. That's what it's all about. Maybe we're in a giant game of marbles. It could be. You never know. That's, that's, I mean, that's where it's at. And it's, especially now that college is not, it's, it's bankruptcy, quite frankly. I'll be, I'll be straight up. Unless you're going into a STEM field, like, don't do it. You know, get the minimum wage job. Get the coffee shop job. Get the garden center job. My garden center job, I joined because I was sick of the city and I missed my mom's garden. And it turned into my first paying branding client. Like I was able to support myself off of that one client. And it's all because I took a minimum wage job at a garden center in the city. And, you know, especially with artists, you get this, this like, oh, like don't quit your day job. Or on the other side of that, like, oh, it's not, you're, you're not full time with that. Yeah. And it's funny because it'd be judgment on both sides. But I'm always like, dude, don't, don't quit your day job. You know, never force your art to make yeah. your life possible financially. Like, and on top of that, like so much of art is human experience and you're not going to find that locked away in your home, yeah. like nose to the grindstone. You're going to find it at your coffee shop and the people you're going to meet at that coffee shop, your future, your future spouse, you know, your, your first client, your last client, yeah. like the, the one who inspires the big break yeah. and to deprive yourself of that just out of pure principle is, oh, it's like one of the biggest mistakes I see people yeah. make, especially artists and especially young people. 